Hello, everybody. Welcome to you, me, them, everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. First off, thank you for downloading this incredibly kind of you, and or thank you for streaming. That's another way to listen to the show. If you don't like wrestling, if you hate the WWE, I totally understand that. We have 360 other episodes that you might enjoy. If you do like wrestling, cool, you might like this. And uh, even if you do like wrestling, you might hate this. And that's okay. People have different opinions. Some people are Undertaker people, and some people aren't. Those people are weird. I don't know any of them. I've never met one of them, but I'm sure they exist. So that's a thing. Before we begin, one plug on Saturday, December 12th, 2015, You, Me, Them, Everybody Live celebrates six years of live shows in Washington, D.C. We'll be doing that at the Black Cat, which is a great venue. And it's the venue in which we recorded this podcast. We did it backstage because it's kind of cool and it's kind of fun. And I like doing things in weird places to sacrifice audio quality. On paper, it worked out. Similar to WrestleMania 14. On paper, a lot of this worked out. In reality, not so much. A lot of hit or miss in this one. So uh, without further ado, here's Chris Kelly and I on WrestleMania 14. So we're going to talk about WrestleMania 14, but before we do that, we should tell people why this sounds a little different. We're backstage at the Black Cat in Washington, D.C. It is currently Saturday, November 14th, and uh, we're going to talk about something that's nearly 20 years old. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's like, all there is. Yeah, we're not doing this. The, the show, I'm about to do a show, you're about to DJ that show. There's no reason for us to do this here. I just thought it'd be kind of fun. Let's mix it up. And see how it works. And... Uh, a lot of things in WrestleMania 14 thought you'd think they'd be fun, and you'd think that they work. Yeah. Not so much. No. So the WrestleMania 14, March 29th, 1998, at the Fleet Center, Boston. Mm-hmm. About 19,000 people. Good uh, good turnout. It was sold out, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was sold out. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, though, because right now they're pimping the next one, and they're looking to get 100,000. and I think 105,000. Yeah, and the think 19,000 is like... That's crazy. Well, the thing. year before, they did not sell out, and it was yeah. amazing. It was still, yeah. So this one is we're in the Attitude Era. We are legit in the Attitude Era, and yes. we have the oddest intro yet. It's got a ton of saxophone in it, a lot of tough guys almost kissing. Yeah, they're getting so close to each other's faces. Uh, and now for the first time, we're acknowledging Hogan, but we're framing him as like a past legend. Yeah, like he's the past. We were saying the, tra- the that tradition, the Andre Hulk Sammartino, mm-hmm. like that's gone. Uh, now we got all these outlaws. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, we also have a brand new promo, M&M's. We find out that M&M's are the official candy of the new millennium. So Yeah, so which is going to happen soon. It's yeah. yeah. A little over a little over a year and a also, half out. Also in that intro, don't they kind of reference Vince McMahon senior? Yes, They're they like do. The they man do. who did this. Yeah, they and do. And he died in 84, which is before WrestleMania 1. Yep. And he kind of and Vince everything Vince McMahon Jr. did was kind of like what his father would do. Exactly. So it's a very weird tribute. And Vince McMahon has said, I'm paraphrasing, but basically he wishes he had been able to like beat the shit out of him before he died. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's so yeah, great. He died before he could do that, I guess. That's so great. Yeah. So uh, once again, we have no national anthem or America the Beautiful, at least on camera. Yes. <laughs> Can I read the quote from Wikipedia? Please, please, please. Chris Warren and the DX band opened the show by singing America the Beautiful and the Star Spangled Banner before the broadcast went to air. The audience did not react well to the performance, booing the band during and after their song. So the DX band, which we will meet later, this they're horrible. They're like a Rage Against the Machine ripoff. They're really bad. They're, they're really, really not really good. bad. It's bad. It's a bad time for WWF music. Uh, but with the lack of that crap on air, we go right to the action. No Vince. 
No Vince, it's so awesome. Yeah, but literally right to the action. Like, our first match is a clusterfuck tag team championship battle royale. But it also just screams Attitude Era for one person that's not wrestling. Who's that? The Lady. The Lady, yes. Well, the first group that comes out is the Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal, with their new manager, Sonny, um, who's, a, who's a pretty lady. Sonny's a very pretty woman. Yes. She's barely clothed. Yeah, it's like uh, strips of fabric attached to a bikini. It's an iconic look that became an action figure of hers. Much later, like when the WWE Legends line came out, like in probably 2013, there's a Sunny from this WrestleMania action figure. Did so, not know that. Yeah, she's this and is an iconic look. And they're, they're not an iconic look because they're Legion of Doom 2000. Yes. Because that's in the future. Well, the and candy is... The, we're already plugging candies for the new millennium. We might as well, we might as well get ready, yeah. That being said... Their motorcycle masks are fantastic. The mode they were, like scary. the moto helmets, like it's the, so good. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty great. Almost as good as in the future, the real future. The shield will wear those moto masks. Yeah, pretty badass. So that's a good thing to do if you want to be intimidating. Um, this is, I think, the first battle royale since two. Or am I missing one? Maybe there's the maybe four. Did we have another battle royale with the football players? Yeah, we had a football player battle royale, and I. I I think you're right. I, think I this feel is like the first it's, legit. It's like ten, at least ten years. This is a fifteen. Well, team. La- and thirteen, there was that clusterfuck, not exactly battle royale, but like there was the like Chicago street fight. Yeah, or like two, three team with it all was extra weird. people. Yeah, this is a legit. There's thirty people in the ring. They are all tag teams, and so if your tag partner gets tossed out of the ring, you're you're out. Yeah. So that basically means that it's a pe- good idea. People, but people, the whole match come down who are not in it, toss someone out. And then disqualify teams. And I would like to personally thank, as opposed to not personally thank, <laughs> whoever did the complete lists of the eliminations in order for Wikipedia. It's insanely difficult to follow. Yeah. Just imagine watching it. You have no idea what's going on. Don't even try. Yeah. Of I, who came in first and who got eliminated it's fourth. It's so absurd. You know what? This chart reminds me of that Louis C.K. bit about reading VCR reviews on Amazon about some guy by some guy who dot, who's dead in his basement. Yeah. That's what I think of when I look at that chart. There are uh, a few people that we should know. Mark Henry's in this. Yeah. It's, I think it's our first Mark Henry. The first Mark Henry sighting. I mean, he showed up in 96, I think, for the... Yeah. But he was hurt. He wasn't really in it. There's some interesting names. D'Lo Brown. I am reading it upside down. Um, Recon. Sniper. Who the hell? Recon and Sniper with... Uh, yeah, that was a, kind of a great... The, the Truth, Truth Commission. Commission was a great... Not a great team, but they had a great manager. Um, there's some... Yeah, the Mosh and Thrasher. We got our Headbangers. We got our we got all our gangs. Yeah. Disciples of Apocalypse. We got our rednecks. We got um, Scott Taylor and Brian Christopher, who they they really talk about Brian Christopher a lot. He's not any good. He is uh, Jerry King Lawler's son. I didn't know that. So that's why they're talking about him. He's like a like a, like DH the King, mm-hmm. but then blowed him up a little. Okay. That's Brian Christopher. So everything- he was in too cool. Uh, we'll, maybe we might get to that in a WrestleMania. What's interesting about this is everything feels new thus far, except the theme song. Back the first thirteen WrestleMania was all this pop and circumstance. Even the fucking ring curtain was the old one. Yeah. We have a brand new ring curtain, uh-huh. which I notice is, and everything feels really great, except well, the match is horrible. Number one. Yeah, yeah. They but can't. I don't care. It. It's right. fun. There's a lot going on. This, this is the most signs yet at a WrestleMania. There's a huge Rob Van Dam sign, which is great, because you can timestamp like when ECW started yeah. becoming a thing that mattered. Uh, my favorite was the Cartman 316 sign. That's pretty great. It's uh, as true as it was then as it is now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just kind of a mess. They can't really call it because it's 30 guys and people are interfering. And yeah. it's just, eventually, uh, Legion of Doom 
goes over the Midnight Express, um, the uh, which is Bombastic Bob and Bodacious Bart, uh, and it's very much like the '80s uh, going over like the '90s. Like all the those two ma- those two teams are very '80s, and all the teams that kind of got eliminated, all the gangs, the headbangers, all that shit. Is very '90s, so it's very much this like, oh, we're gonna give you all this new stuff, but ah, uh, now we don't really care about that. But that being said, every time there's some boredom, they just cut to a shot of Sunny, which yeah. is the female. Yes, it's so the lady with it's the boobs. Twenty plus men and one lady. Yeah, it's I don't like her odds in that. It's uh, it's it's not good. There's a random USA chant for no apparent reason. Yeah, that means it's a bad match. It's Boston. That being said, it's a very good plug for the next pay-per-view in the first match. I don't know if you noticed that. I did that. We are oh, now yeah. plugging pay-per-views within the first match. At this match. point, they're doing like in your houses every month. It's pretty impressive. So they're very, very big on like pimping those out and, and, and doing a good do job. Yeah, but they, they usually don't mention it within the, the first match. match. Usually that this is something. setting it up, but they're not that craven. But yeah, so, so that, that, that happened. So the match happens. It's a very bright arena. I would like to point that out. Yeah. It never really gets dark. Other right. than the Taker match, but a yeah. really, really bright match. All right, so once the first match is over, we go to uh, a cut of our public workout. The DX workout. The DX workout. Yes, DX with their, which at, uh, this is the first time DX, Degeneration X has been in a WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. At this point is DX 1.0. It's Shawn Michaels, Triple H, uh, China. China. That's pretty much it. Yep. And their enforcer buddy, uh, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Is, uh, is there. Yeah. And Mike Tyson kisses Stone Cold as they have him tied up in the ropes at the public workout. Yeah. So that's a thing. Yeah, no, because a guy who uh, went to jail for rape should really be kissing people against their will. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then we get this shot of Stone Cold on live with Regis and Kathy Lee. That's pretty great. And then we find out there's a kid's company. I missed that There's part. a kid's thing. There's a Sable meet and greet at the Night of Champions. There's a VIP dinner. This is the most extracurricular activities yet. Is there and brunch? There's not a brunch. Okay. It's there's no 5K. I'm very disappointed. Yeah. How am I going to run? Once again, uh, WrestleMania 5K starring Mr. Fuji happened. Yeah. It was an officially sanctioned 5K. It was a 5K and a brunch. With Mr. Fuji. So that is not any better. Uh, so we go move on to our second bat. Yes. This which, is a singles match for the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship, which, which is new. Yes. Uh, Taka Michinuku versus Aguila. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this is them... Uh, light heavyweight is what it sounds like. This is your high flyers. This is your lucha. This is your, you know, Japanese uh, light guys. Really, really amazing stuff that you could never imagine seeing in a WrestleMania ring or WWF ring, even five years prior. Yeah. Second match at WrestleMania, and there's these moves are amazing, but it's not getting any love. And it's also uh, not any good. It's not very good. But that being said, compared to what we've seen in the last 13 years, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah, no. Moonsaults, ba- I mean, moonsaults, hurricanes, all these backflips, all these these takedowns that you wouldn't see, a lot of top rope stuff. Mm-hmm. These are light guys. Um, except the problem is this is them trying to compete with Atlanta, with WCW. And at this point, I looked it up, in 96, 97, the people who had the, the comparative division over there, Dean Malenko, Rey Mysterio, Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero, like... Even some of those names you would know even if you're not a wrestling yeah. fan. They, they would eventually all make a splash in no WWF. Frog Splash. Uh, rest in peace. It's a 10-year anniversary yeah. of uh, Eddie Guerrero's death. But they all they were over there stealing the show in WCW. And this match is like, hey, can we get some guys who are under six feet tall? And it's I still think it's not that bad. But yeah. there's literally no story. No, there's no it's story. Like, it's two guys. It's a, it's, a, it's a lucha and a mask. 
and it's a Japanese guy, and they're having a match. And I mean, at this point, though, even the thing that's not as impressive, it is interesting you're seeing them do that in WWF, but even like Mark Merrow was doing moon, moonsaults and shooting star presses. Yeah. So like even their heavyweights were doing this type but of stuff. this was an entire match of yes, high flyers. Is, yeah, I'll give you that. But yeah, so it's it's a five-minute match, totally dead crowd. It's, Which is sad. Yeah. And then we go, we're breezing right through this. I think It's we, not an exciting WrestleMania. There's not a lot to talk there's about. There's not much. Other than the random shit. For example, the celebrities. But I think that celebrities come after the Triple H match. So let's just go yeah. to the Triple H match. Well, isn't there is when do we do our interview with a with The Rock? Maybe it is this. Yes. Okay, okay so we fi- before the Triple H match, yes. we get celebrities. We get Pete Rose yeah. who cuts a heel promo. Oh no, that's later. That's later. No, no, are you sure about that? Yes. Maybe we just see Pete Rose. Maybe we see Pete Rose. He's going to show up. We see Pete later. Rose and we see My Jennifer. notes might be out of order. And we see Jennifer Flowers. She's there. She'll show up for a minute as well. But we do a backstage interview with The Rock. Who is and the interview is conducted by I forgot. Jennifer Flowers. Oh, it is? It okay. is. Yeah. Do you know who Jennifer Flowers is? Yeah. She was the first, one of the first bimbo eruptions. Who, what does that mean? That was what they, that's what they called like all Bill Clinton's problems mm-hmm. keeping his dick in his pants. Now, did you, for, I completely forgot about her until I watched this. She's like the I third. I her. She, yes, I remember the name, but she's like the third most important after Monica Paula Jones That's and right. then Jennifer Flowers. She was one that came out when he was still like coming out of Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. So that's already weird. That's, that's weird. our celebrity. Yeah, that's our celebrity. So we're after like WrestleMania 11, like celebrities now, we've, we've given up on that show. But this is The Rock, and last time we saw him, he was Rocky Maiva. He was this baby face, was not over. This is The Rock. This is Heel Rock. This I is the Heel Rock. It. He talks about a hung jury. He's talking about his penis. So great. Yeah. I didn't, that was the only quote I got. But it was all like. It was The Rock. Well, when did the Monica Lewinsky scandal happen? 98, 99? Because there's a line that says, The Rock is cool with interns. Yes, and maybe it was the start of that. Which is really weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh, yeah, it's so great. Yeah, it's no, so I mean, he, he's got a new kid on the way that was announced this week via Instagram. Oh, that's adorable. But The Rock's going to have a second kid. So yeah. now we have our, our DX band. Yes. Because uh, the first time the we're seeing them on screen... Yeah, and it's better if you don't. It's real bad. Yeah, because the song is fine, but with a band for some reason, it's really bad. It's really thin. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Now, having a live band at WrestleMania, not a new thing. No. Far from over as well. We're going to have live bands. Even the most recent one had a live band. But this is hands down the worst. Yeah. This is like they took four guys from like, who were playing Guitar at like a... Center. Yeah, or like a bar at the, around the corner at Fleet Center. Like, hey. No, they're playing in the suburbs of... Uh, suburbs. The suburbs. The suburbs. <laughs> no, they're playing in the burbs. This okay. is not a city band at all. Yeah, they're horrible. But they do the DX theme song. Uh, we, we get a lot of that. When they show the... Excuse me. They show the DX intro. You get all your um, your quick cuts. Yeah. It's garbage. But uh, this is Triple H with China against Owen Hart for the European Championship. And so the, the, this is a story here. Should we even talk about there's now a European Championship? Yeah, I think they had. I'm trying to think when they actually this started. The first out. Time it's we've the first seen time we've seen it, but it's also yeah. They they brought all these new t- these new belts, but it's the European Championship. At one point, yes, they defended it when they would go to the UK, but that quickly which makes sense. Yeah, but it just quickly becomes like a third rate belt. Um, but I remember it from the Attitude Era. Like it was a it was a thing that people kind of cared. They retired in 2002. I looked. It they up. probably unified it after the yeah yeah. It's probably unified with the US title or something. I think so. Doesn't matter. The whole story on this is that. In all, Triple H is feuding with Owen Hart. All the matches, China's getting involved, hitting Owen with chairs, hitting him with the nuts. So for this match, she's going to be uh, cuffed, handcuffed to 
our commissioner, Sergeant Slaughter, who loves America again, I think. He loves America at this point. Yeah. Now, I didn't know this. I looked this up earlier this week. Sergeant Slaughter was the only one of two G.I. Joes that were created based on a real person. The other one was Rocky. No. Okay, that's not a real person, but yeah. Uh, uh, Fritch. Walter Richard oh, Perry. Perry, okay. Here's the difference, though. Sergeant Slaughter still isn't a real person. Yeah. It's a character. Yeah. The, the, and then they con- discontinued him as a G.I. Joe character when he turned heel against America. That's, That's crazy. Yeah. That's their spokesman for G.I. Joe. All of a sudden was an Iraqi sympathizer in like 90. That's fucking weird. That's, and now that's, he's handcuffed to a, an Amazonian that they refer to as China. Which is very generous. Yeah. Because it could be worse. Yeah. Uh, how they refer to her. Um, that is very strange. I would like to have been in that board meeting at whatever at Hasbro or yeah. whatever. Because that's only to sell toys. So, so anyways, the match happens. Okay, they're great workers. Yeah. And these are guys that are a lot of fun, but... And it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's nothing... I, thought it's, I have down a match, and Owen, for the first time, doesn't look like a good wrestler. And he's a good wrestler. Yeah. No, they're both good. I just don't know. It wasn't... It's nothing to write home about. Um, inevitably, China cheats. She yeah. throws something in Sarge's eyes, like powder. It like, she like, does, like, the LeBron powder. Yeah, it's the LeBron powder. I was yeah. going to say, like, gymnast powder, but LeBron was actually a lot more current yeah. and uh, applicable. Yeah. So, yeah, she... Th- but he doesn't... This but she's still mean, handcuffed to him. Yeah. And then she still gets... It's a distraction, yet she still gets to hit Owen in the balls. It doesn't need to happen, though, because Triple H was going to win. So that's... Like, the storytelling in this isn't solid. Yeah. And it's a pretty long match. It's 11 minutes long. Yeah. And I can't find it. I I recall reading something about one of the times that China hit Owen in the, in, in the nuts. Like, she, like, gave him, like, testicular torsion. Like, she really hurt him, but I couldn't Jeez. find it. But, yeah, don't... don't They don't... That's the thing. Watching a lot of this, like, Attitude Era, and, and I'm watching a lot of the Raws from this era. Yeah. They were doing a lot of, like, low blows, head butts to the crotch, a lot of, lot of that. They don't do that as much anymore. I don't miss it. It's no, not. Miss it's it not all. something you should do to that people. That being said, it's so fun to do the hand motion. The suck it hand motion. The suck it is great. It's the most fun hand motion you can do in, in any wrestling. We do the Hulk point. That doesn't mean anything. does that. Yeah. The, the suck it thing. Why can't it be, like, a gender-neutral thing? Like it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can't, was, what's, where's that? Yeah, I don't know. Ask China. It's so, sad. yeah. So, uh, that match happens. We move on to, do we have another promo or we just go to this match? Um, we, there is a package. Um, this is Mark Merrow and Sable against the artist formerly known as Goldust and Luna. Which is funny. In a max, t- max tag. Well, it's great because the package they show, um, you know, the, the other gimmicks that Goldust was coming out in. Yeah. There was one that was literally Marilyn Manson. Yeah. And it's great. Because um, it's like the beautiful people in Sweet Dreams videos, but on a six foot something, two hundred fifty pounder from Texas. Yes, yeah, it's great. <laughs> in like in like a black uh, g string or something. It's it's so, silly. So here's what I have: not all caps, not a mixed head. No. That being said, <laughs> this is not a horrible match. Yeah, no. It's funny because all four of these guys can and, and, and ladies can all go. It's weird. Like, and, I uh, forgot that Sable Sable actually could go. Like yeah, I was pleasantly surprised because I'm so used to the TNA era of like evening a gown matches later, and yeah. like just her boobs out with hand paint on them, which we will see eventually. But like oh, I'm, I'm forgot that she could actually the limited skill she had in the ring. Pretty impressive. Which is probably why Brock Lesnar married her. <laughs> That's probably why. Well, there's a few things that I want to say before we even get to the moves. Okay. My favorite line in the package, yes. the video package, we have a video package for this match yes. as well, is uh, Marrow's rise to mediocrity. Yeah. Did they not know what that meant? It's so great. <laughs> they were like, Marrow is totally adequate. Like, they just, no, they're, it's a total dick. That's why I yeah. loved it. And then the second is, uh, it's an observation of mine, Luna 
is a wrestler embodying the band Fear Factory. Remember the band Fear Factory? Popular around 98. That's what she is. She's appealing to that sort of hot topic-y mall, uh, middle America, sad, angry, gothy, not really metal band. It's interesting that, like, like who we're targeting now. I can't imagine this Luna 10 years, in WrestleMania 3. We're now branching off into subsets of pop culture, which is a very smart thing to do. And I think that's what... They kind of did a few years ago. WWE did a few years ago, and they're kind of getting away from it now. Now, yeah. now due to NXT, our, we know our, our gimmicks. We see how they're formed. We don't just like, here's your Fear Factory guy. Here, and this goes... I'm kind of talking all over the place, but this is really important. The reason why the Attitude Era works is because of monoculture. Right? So when you had people like Luna come out and embody those things that didn't exactly fit in with monoculture, but was still part of it on, on the sidelines... It made sense. Yeah. Now, because it's not monoculture, you don't really know who to who to have, right? So, who, who's our big superstar right now? We don't have one. Right. We have a guy named Roman Reigns, who is who embodies what? Like, who? What does that represent? I Guys don't who look like The Rock. Sure, but it doesn't it doesn't speak? But there's to no anyone. personality. Yeah, and the, we don't have John Cena anymore, who is like America and for the kids. And Seth Rollins, or he he's gone. We have Kevin Owens. He's cool, but who is he for? Speaking to. Yeah, maybe punk rockers. You know. But not really. Yeah, we kind of they have moved away from that. And I mean, at this point, they have the monoculture guys. They have the guys like Stone Cold and The Rock. They have yeah. DX. They have stuff that was this, yeah, this, this is huge cult. This is the yeah. But at the same time, they're taking the time to to drill down mm-hmm. and go. Well, we've got your weird the guy who looks like Marilyn Manson, and we've got your hot topic weirdo with tattoos on her. And then last WrestleMania, the guys that win the first uh, tag team match, he's got a white zombie shirt and a metallic yeah. shirt. He's wearing fishnet skirt, like. Who, they don't. You can't imagine that now. That's yeah. not going to click with enough people. No pun intended. That's why this is so fascinating. Anyways, let's get to an oddly good match. Yeah. No. I mean, there's a lot here. I don't have as much about the the fighting as there's a lot of like good little one liners about. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole thing with Goldust was they didn't. I mean, I, obviously they were trying to do that gorgeous George type of like androgyny type of thing. Yeah. But and that's that's the word that. Vince told Dustin was like androgynous and Dustin had to go look it up and see what it was and he had to figure out how to do that and the whole thing was he's selling it as like this is not about sexuality he's just he's just a guy doing his own thing and like it's clear I mean we just had a backlot brawl because he liked a man like this yeah. is clearly about sexuality but they have to try to sell that it's not not as much this time not as much there's definitely not it's definitely because Goldust and Luna are like a couple they're like the weird goth couple exactly um, and Mero and Sable were Legit, legit married. married and cave babe uh, together. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we got gold dust in his red and black face with a black thong over this silver outfit. Like, it's a whole new look for him. It's the first mixed tag since Dusty Sapphire Savage, which they mentioned. I think at this point, Sapphire is, has passed. Really? Yeah, which it's I so think sad. they make a little note to. Um, you know, they keep doing the whole thing with mixed tags is that you can only fight your own gender, so they kind of keep getting. The crowd wants to see Sable. Of course. So they do a lot of like rule. They do rule a three where she almost gets the tag, yeah. or Mara won't give her the tag, or whatever. She finally gets in. Which storyline totally makes sense. Yeah. I want to give her the spotlight. We yeah. get it. And that's Pretty been the story. story the storyline with the like watching a lot of this stuff back. The Mara Sable thing was kind of interesting because Mara came in from WCW. He was when we saw him last Mania. You know, yeah. they brought him in as a face. He's got this. He's got this. You know, Playboy esque. You know, valet with him, and they were over. But then it also helps that she was in Playboy three times. Yeah, and then but she gets more over than him, so they do the whole he gets jealous of her, and they did a lot of interesting for the you know they're silly stories, but it's wrestling, so it can be silly. 
you know, and they and then when she finally gets in, you know, then the king is like, catfight, catfight, yeah, 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 yeah. because he's an idiot. Um, not a bad match, but one that I would not recommend to a novice in any way. Because like, if my wife sees this, she's going to be like, "That's just sexist," and she's right. Yeah, yeah, it is. Except it's not as bad. Like, it's always degrees, right? With wrestling, like it's not like you would definitely not show your wife. Uh, the one with Sapphire, because you're like, why are they picking on the black lady all the time? Yeah. This one is at, like, at least, which is really bad. But now it's like, why are we only objectifying one of the people in the room? Yeah, right. Um, but she does, she, um, she does the table bomb. She does the power bomb, and it yeah. looks good. Like, she actually gets some shine as a wrestler. She's not stripping the other one's clothes off or smacking in the face. That would be a year later, or a few it's months It's really later. impressive. Yeah. She is the biggest non-Stone Cold face in wrestling at this point. Really? More so I, than I, Rock? Yeah, I think so. There's Rock a lot of Sable signs. Rock wasn't over. I mean, Sable was like, you know, that that was that was a big thing. The funny thing is, uh, TKO, which is Mero's finisher, he's like a fireman's carry kind of flip thing. Yeah. It's kind of the inverse of an F5. Yeah, I know. We've yeah, gone over we've this. We've gone over this, but it's it's pretty fun. Uh, and so they... Oh, and they the win. reason why you're mentioning that is... Oh, it's because that's the move that her current husband does. Thank Brock you. Lesnar. Okay. So they, they win. Um... And yeah, yeah, not as bad as it, as it should be. Um. Good storytelling, though. When they win, uh, she doesn't really want to take her husband... Sable doesn't want to take her actual real-life husband's hands to raise it to be champion. She's like, yeah. fuck this guy. Why don't you tag me in earlier? Yeah. It's great. Yeah, no. It's good storytelling, and it furthered the story you know, that year. Yeah. So, best so, match of the night thus far. Yes. Now we get, we get the, the payoff to our Jennifer Flowers, mm-hmm. because Tennessee Lee... One of the managers comes out with Jennifer Flowers and Jeff Jarrett and Sparks are flying and for some reason, and they're just there to introduce the next match. Jeff Jarrett, who is a more nothing personality than Jeff Jarrett? No, that's it. Okay, no, nailed it. Okay, yeah. Moving on. Uh, So they intro the Rock versus uh, Ken Shamrock. We met Cam Shamrock last year because he refereed the Stone Cold Bret Hart legendary match because he is legit Ultimate Fighter champion and he is quote unquote the world's most dangerous man. And based on this card, he is. Yeah, because and he's... this isn't a man that's... Mike Tyson's on this bill as well, and still, he's the most dangerous man. And yeah. I believe that. No, yeah. He's... Because they... At this point, he's working definitely like... He's a wrestler now, but he's also crazy. Mm-hmm. That's his character. Um, you, the, so, this is the rock um, accompanied by the rest of the nation of domination, comma, Mark Henry, D'Lo Brown, against Ken Shamrock. Um, Which is interesting... Because Mark Henry is, and it's pointed out, he's the world's strongest man. There's a lot of superlatives in this yep. night because we also get one for. Uh, uh, we'll we'll the, get there. The difference is Mark Henry is legit the world's strongest. Well, he man. was a Olympic gold medalist. He has he holds like the three records that symbolize that, like deadlift, powerlift, and some other type of yeah. insane monster yeah. man who is still wrestling. Still wrestling, good dude. Apparently, so. My note is that well, first of all, we get we're getting our Rocky sucks chance. Yes, which is awesome. Um, but the Rock is definitely the Rock now, as we found out in that interview. But his and he, look and yeah. his style in the ring—it's—if you've ever yeah, seen the Rock, it's the Rock. It's the Rock we still know and love, and yes. sometimes hate. And he loves using chairs. Yeah, I think it's so cool. So, but in the I love it is it so it, much? I, I is it's not in the match because it had definitely happened uh, in like a Raw or something where Shamrock was like, "Yeah, hit me in the head with the fucking chair." Might have been this one. Is that actually the match? It okay. might have been this one. Well, he asked for the chair because he's crazy. Yeah. His character is just unhinged. Um, the match is fine. It's really... I remember seeing this match every week on Raw. Basically. Like, some variation. Got it. Like, these guys wrestled all the time. They were always... Like, I remember... Shamrock had, like, a year or two where he was a, a thing in the, in WWE. Oh, for sure. It and, totally makes sense. Yeah. Why? And, and so... See, any, I, didn't, I don't have any... Other, like, all, all of my notes are poor. Okay. All of my notes are, like, I'm... 
I'm really disappointed that they're going for the exact same Bret Hart Stone Cold ending yeah. that they did the year before. Which it's like kind of the it's, I have that too. It's a lesser version of Hart yeah. Austin. And where it's basically also four minutes and forty nine seconds long. God, it felt a lot longer. Yeah. I mean, basically, what happens is Shamrock gets him in his his finisher. It's an ankle lock. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rock is tapping, and he's also had gut and bust in the mouth, and so he's bleeding, and it does have that same look of Austin, except so he he finally taps. Who's the heat? Uh, Rock taps out to the 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 ankle lock, and uh, Shamrock goes nuts on everybody and suplexes the entire nation, and then he locks it back in. Yeah, even though the match is over, and it definitely is. It's the lesser version of Hard Austin. They do this weird thing where then they DQ the the match. So now, even though Shamrock won. Within the match, because he won't stop being a crazy person, he loses. They went back, and it's a weird screw job kind of finish. So he attacks. Uh, he attacks everyone. Attacks the Rock on stage. And it, totally he, loses and it. the Rock at one point is getting wheeled out in a wheel and a stretcher. Yes. And that's essentially when they announce like, "Oh, the Rock won." Yeah. Great. And then there's a kid holding a Rocky suck sign when the Rock rolls by <laughs> on the stretcher. Yeah. And then he gets attacked. Again, and yeah. then Jr. screams, "The Irish have been robbed in Boston." <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love Jr. So, Good old Jr. I understand the story they're trying to tell. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't think they liked it either. Yeah. And The Rock is trying to sell. Good on him. I right. cannot shame The Rock in any way. Ken Shamrock seems legit unhinged, and he can't understand why we're doing this. Right. So even if it doesn't you, really, it yeah. doesn't matter. At least, and this is where you compare it to now, where you have Brock Lesnar, who is a legit UFC champion. Mm-hmm. Who is a more dominant guy than Ken Shamrock was in the UFC? Yeah, but he gets the—he knows what the job. He knows is. when to sell, and he knows that his thing is to look like he doesn't give a shit. But yeah. he knows that's the character. The whole and yeah, Shamrock whole, didn't know. Like I don't think he ever got the, he the, know the, the finesse of it. It's absurd. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now it's my favorite promo of the night. We yes. talked about this last week. There are two promos in this that I, I genuinely think are good products. The first one is a promo about the legitimacy of wrestling. Wrestling is real. It's call like, it fake, call it what you want. I've had 10 concussions. That's absur- I think that's Shawn Michaels' quote. That's yeah. too many concussions. Too many. You should not have that many. Try to live, try to walk them. Try to have a match in my boots or something like that. It's really impressive. Yeah, and it's just kind of a well-put-together, like, all the guys kind of in the gym type of thing. Like, yeah, what we do, you can call whatever. And they were obviously combating, you know, the... The real versus fake. The real versus fake thing, yeah. It's amazing. And it's the it has the official like WWF attitude. Oh, the quote is, I've suffered a dozen concussions. <laughs> that is too many. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we cut back to the arena, and uh, there's a report on the box office gross. First time they've done that. Rather than the attendance. Yeah. That's why. And it's a record, so that's cool. Million plus gross. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And now we have something that symbolizes to me the Attitude Era, which is absurd very very dangerous matches and it is a dumpster match which is a is, has this ever happened before they hadn't done it they, they basically I'm started, sure that they like did it in a house show no yeah, yeah. The, the reason they did it specifically so a dumpster match ver- between Cactus Jack aka Mankind McFoley Dude Love and Chainsaw Charlie aka uh, Terry Funk okay really quick yeah for the listener at home and for the people watching this is already confusing because Chainsaw Charlie is introduced but he's wearing a Funk U University shirt because it's yeah. Terry Funk. And then about two minutes into the very long match, they're like, fuck it, it's Terry it's Funk. It's Terry Funk, yeah. Why, why do that? I have no idea. Okay. He obviously, they would call him Terry Funk eventually, like that's his character. It Within was a, a match! It was a weird, yeah. But I mean, it wasn't like a copyright thing. I, I have no idea why they did it. I know that when, they int- when he came to WWF at this time, 
Cactus Jack had a big human-sized crate on stage, and then a man cut his way out of it with a chainsaw with a, with a pantyhose over his face and a chainsaw Charlie. Okay, sure. It's terrifying, because if you notice, I think when he's swinging his chainsaws on his way to the ring, it's on. You shouldn't do that. Or at least sparks are flying and they've gimmicked it some way. Yeah. He, has, he legitimately has a chainsaw. That's, and it's that's not cool. used in the match, thankfully. That's cool. It's, it's not Japan. A... We're, not, we're not crazy. So they come out with, like, the best song. I don't know if they introduce Yeah, I think, I, think Chains, I think they have a really good, like, just sounds like a, like a country, you know, like, shit kicker song. Got it. And I it kind of works with them. Did, I, I didn't, I didn't not, no, no, it did not note to me. Yes. So I did not care. The, the ones that do come out and introduce themselves would be the New Age Outlaws, Billy Gunn and Which Road Dogg. I think is very cool. Yes. So they don't quite have the rap down. If you watched in the Attitude Era, you know, you've seen this, you've seen these guys, they were in DX. They actually don't join DX till the next night. Okay. Uh, but... They don't have quite down to that like pattern that was they did every night for mm-hmm. fucking three years or something. But it's still like yeah, they come out and give their their little speech. Um, and so the dumpster match is basically we're gonna have to get the winner will put the other team in the dumpster and close the lid. They earlier in their feud, they had there was a dumpster involved and I, they basically they, I think they put both of them in it and then they pushed it off the top of the stage and then they took. This was when they were doing... This is the Attitude Era. It's that first kind of breaking... Going, is this kayfabe? Is it not? They they took like 15 minutes of Raw to go... Mick Foley and, and Terry Funk are seriously injured. Like, they... And they had Road Dog and Billy Gunn like really selling it. Like, I think we went too far by pushing those men off a 20-foot stage in a fucking dumpster. And it's like... And it was one of those... Is it real? Is it not? I mean... It hurts, but it was definitely planned. You know, it's I'm sure it was that, planned. Just because it yeah. was planned doesn't mean a fucking thing. It didn't go. It didn't go maybe as well as they thought it was going to go. But these. Wow. But this is as we've seen. I mean, we've seen mankind before, and we've and um, we've actually have seen Terry Funk. But these guys were crazy. They were coming off doing. Were they crazy, or did they realize this is the only way we're going to get on the card, let alone a good spot on the card? Is so we have to do crazy stuff. The latter, Not that but it's crazy. Cra- it's it is absurd. It's crazy to do that to your body. It's crazy. Yeah. They never did it in WWF, but it's crazy to land on barbed wire yeah. with C4 attached. Yeah. So I don't care what position of the card. It's and, not. And mankind, Cactus Jack, Mick Foley, whatever you want to call him, like even now, like regrets doing a lot of this stuff. Yeah, because he doesn't remember any of it. Yeah. Yes. So that being said, yeah, pretty um, interesting match. And this is too. This is them like that promo going. Yeah, this is real. Just because it's predetermined yeah. doesn't mean it's not real. At one point, Jr. goes. You know, somebody at home is saying they know how to fall, but there's no way to fall correctly into a dumpster. You know, specifically, there's one point where Cactus Check is thrown into the dumpster, and it looks like his neck just snaps. It yeah. like hits the side. There's um, a couple. There's a couple shots when they're getting thrown from the ring, or when at there's one, one point where he Funk jumps. is power bombed in the dumpster, which is like, oh my god. Yeah. And at this point, Funk is like fifty. Uh, he's, he's like 49, something yeah. like that. You should not be doing this crazy. to your body. So they start in the ring. They're bashing each other into the dumpsters. They make their way backstage. Yes. There's a giant Powerade. I think there's a giant Surge bottle. Yeah, They're just beating great. each other backstage. So the backstage stuff is great, and it's totally missing from wrestling now. Yeah. Um, I was talking about this the other day. It's basically like, because Kayfabe is dead, they pretend like the backstage... Like, these wrestlers now just kind of like pop up out of existence only when you need them there's no sense of backstage there's no you don't need that myth anymore they're like yeah. oh they're just hanging out backstage with all the giant power aid bottles and this is like a great era for that where they would have these brawls through the arena so, well they did that recently on a Raw a Lesnar Undertaker brawl that was legit good well yes they did so, and they did break yeah they that's do like it, few and far they between. do definitely save it uh, 
But yeah, they, they basically make their way back. Once um, again, this is another match that I genuinely enjoy that I would not show to somebody that yeah. doesn't like wrestling because they're like, these men are getting hurt. Yeah, it is kind of, you know... It's hard to watch. Yeah, it definitely is. And I didn't... I grew up on WWF. I didn't grow up on the ECW or, like, the indie stuff where people are, like, going through, like, bulb tubes and shit. Ugh. This is still tough to watch. It's really and bad. there's at one point at the, at the end of the match, which we'll get to, but, like, Funk, he lifts his shirt and he's got this bruise about the size of his head. It's just, like, his body is purple. You it's... shouldn't do this to yourself. Um, but basically the match ends because they get them in a... Um, the Funk and uh, Cactus Jack get the New Age Outlaws in a dumpster backstage. Terry Funk drives a forklift because, of course, he knows how to drive a forklift. He's been a wrestler for thirty years. Yeah. Like he's, he's had some bad, the ring, buddy. He's had some bad bad years, and he closes the dumpster with the forklift, which is really cool. Yes, so they it's they, funny. Yeah, it's, it's a dumb fun. It's ending. a dumb great way to do it. And now they have the belts. They have the belts. For about 24 hours. Yeah, that's fine. I don't so, care. No, it is funny because they, they vacate the tags um, because they used a non-sectioned dumpster. <laughs> like, if you're going to do it, like, do it right, you know? And, and they actually had a – it's an interesting thing, like, on the Raw stuff of this because they, they – the next night they have a rematch. They have a steel cage match where they basically, like – I think they hang – that would they be the pay-per-view, of, and that would be the headline match in a pay-per-view if they did that today. Of course. That's crazy. But the, they just gave it away on Raw, and they basically, like, you know, did that, like, a, like we're going to hang Terry Funk and Cactus Jack from the cage thing. It's amazing. It's the first night of DX, so you have Triple H kind of comes out with, with X-Pac, and they team up on them. Yeah. And they beat the crap out of the cage, and then it actually, during that match, they're chanting for Stone Cold. And they wrote it into the story where, man, where Foley was like... I just gave my body two nights in a row, and you're chanting for someone else. I'm done. And he yeah. walked and came back and changed his character. But it was just like an interesting, like, kind of work shoot type of thing. Well, this is also the first time that the hardcore legends are mentioned. Okay. Yeah, this is another way that WWF is attaching themselves to things that, that was not they their company. Do. Yeah. They didn't do that. Yeah. They're not known as a hardcore company. They're not affiliated with Japan. No, but yeah. Foley is and has been for about like a decade at this point. Yeah. So now they're taking credit for what Foley's done in the past. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. That's So when Ronda Rousey comes to the WWE... And WWE like, superstar Ronda Rousey. Yeah. The WWE superstar uh, killed all those women in, the, in, the, in her arm bars while she was part of the WWE company. That's how it's going to be portrayed. It's interesting. Yeah. And that definitely is starting... Uh, we saw that a little last time where they were doing that with tag teams taking credit for stuff that happened a decade before they were... Exactly. Uh, okay. So we're moving on to a pretty all right match and a really good video package of yes. Kane versus The Undertaker. Yes. So... This is uh, Taker promo, awesome. Yeah, the package. Yeah, because the whole thing with this was that like Kane had uh, come in and attacked, and and him and Paul Bearer had uh, allied themselves, and they're just like, you know, coming after the Undertaker. And Undertaker's like, I'm not going to fight my brother, which is totally yeah a retelling of one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time, Owen versus Bret. Yeah. But this is like the supernatural version of this because these guys have fire and lightning powers. Way better. Yeah, which they they have Still. currently because they are currently headliners. Um, That's but they, so great. The whole thing there is a great moment where basically uh, Undertaker was fighting one of the street gangs, which they had in 1998, and Kane came out and they basically united for like a minute, and they just it's what everyone wants to see. You want to see the two seven footers teaming up, like the two baddest guys in the thing team up and beat up a bunch of bikers. And then, you know, Kane betrayed him. But it was, uh, it's pretty great while it lasted. They did this thing, they also, the whole, like, you know, them having lightning and fire powers, 
the Kane's most famous thing that he does is he raises his arm and he drops him, and then the turnbuckles are all rigged with pyro. Yeah. But at this point, they were also showing that he had the command of fire, like that he's a pyrotechnic. So he would at one point, like he they burned. Uh, well, Undertaker burned, like did lightning and burnt an eff- Kane in effigy, and then another time Kane pointed at a at a technician who they had rigged, and he burst into flames, and he has like the flame retardant suit and chemical on. It's can, so great. And he runs up the aisle on fire, which you could definitely not do in a PG. Oh universe. god! They lit a guy on fire to prove that he has magic powers. All right. So before this amazing match. Before this amazing between the promo yes. and the match, then we get Pete Rose. Yes, the Hit King. Sorry about that. Which earlier. I think they say they call him the Hit King just to be like to rub in the face, like because does he have more hits than Ted Williams? Whatever it was, it was definitely oh, yeah, like, he's got the lead. Yeah, yeah, sure. okay. So it was definitely like something to you know to get at Boston fans. But then he cuts the most heel, the biggest heel promo we've ever seen, where just one liner after one liner, just tearing Boston new one, which is great. Uh, the last time I was here, we kicked your ass. You can't win a World Series. My buddy Bucky Dent says hello. I left tickets for Buckner, but he couldn't bend down to get them. That's amazing. Uh, it's a city of losers. So he's just like reeling the shit off, and he's just getting booed. It's so great. Yeah. And so Kane, Kane comes out, uh, and he tombstones Pete Rose. Just because. The beginning of a long, fruitful feud that the two of them have, because Kane's the big red machine. That's, That's so the great. only reason this That's is happening. That's so great. Kane, early in the year, had attacked the Phoenix Suns mascot, which is like the gorilla. <laughs> it's the gorilla in the Suns jersey that does that. backflips on the trampoline. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's so great. Kane's a big red machine. Um, and if that wasn't good enough, Undertaker gets his best intro yet. Yes. So Taker for- has either joined and or started a cult. Yeah, he's which, got druids. He's got the druids. Finally, they come out with torches to O Fortuna, which if you, it's it sounds like when, like when I can't you, do you it. You could do it. We'll just play it. Just over overlay it over the whole match. Okay. I'll, yeah. I could. We'll do that from here on out. Here's the song. All right, great. So he comes out and they do this whole thing with another song, and then they do the Undertaker theme. There you go. And it's so good. And then, but now he's got his like goth leather. He's got like the leather thing behind his head. He's yeah. got the leather. We're in our goth vampire period. Goth it's leather entrance. It's awesome. The Here's ma- a quick, yeah. quick aside. Do you think Undertaker's actual real life parents are like sad when he's announced as an orphan? Um, yeah, I think so. Okay, good. It's a sad, Moving on. It's a sad day for everybody. Um, this match, yes, yeah, so this is the first time they really went at it. It's a 16 minute, almost 17 minute match. And you know, it's funny because Kane still is pretty athletic for a size. Yeah. He's not. He's never. Well, there's one. Kane's punches are pretty bad. Okay, that's but his. That's his one like weekly. I would say as an over like an, to underscore this whole match, it's they're even more similar than Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior because Kane is basically a Undertaker like copy oh, sure. with a new for costume. Sure. 100% his agree. moves are the same. Yes. He moves this, like he actually moves physically the same way, same size, and it's really like having two of the same action figure together. Um, but at the same time, Undertaker looks great. He does a move where he somehow jumps on Kane's shoulders. That's right. It's so. Impressive. It's just like how does this guy do this? And uh, they do suicide dive. He d- okay. Go he, ahead. Undertaker does a move where he does a suicide dive to get Kane. Kane sidesteps him, and he Undertaker just like dives basically onto the announce table. Yeah. Not the worst suicide dive he does in WrestleMania. So we'll get to that in about uh, ten weeks, ten fifteen weeks. Um, but it looks pretty bad. 
Yeah. You're just you're just pained right yeah. now. You don't even want to talk about it. I well there's there's a lot in this match where I'm like, I don't know if this is good or bad or like and Paul Bear, by the way, he's there. Yeah. He doesn't wear the makeup anymore. So he looks even sadder and weirder and like Because you're like, oh that's how he actually looks. Yeah. And like, I know he still makeup. lives for another like fifteen years, but it's like, oh you're gonna die tomorrow. Yeah, it doesn't never look great. And there's a lot of stuff, and like at one point, Paul Bearer is roughing up Taker, and it's hilarious. It's, yeah, it's so bad. Um, we see what we, we saw with Sid, where someone Kane counters the tombstone. Can't quite get him. No, it does not. It's one of those bad-looking tombstones where someone's yeah. head hit the mat. Um, Kane basically does the Undertaker stuff, where he sits up, kicks out of the tombstone. I think it takes three tombstones to finally put Kane down. Yeah, um, and then. Uh, is this the first time there's a collapsible table at the announcer's table? Maybe. Because the, the previous years, I don't think they were collapsible. This is clearly Yeah, it's, it's gimmick to, okay. to go. But it's still, you shouldn't jump out of a ring. It's called a suicide dive. I know, I know, I know, yeah, I know. shouldn't do that. Is this the best taker match since Jake the Snake? Yes. Okay. I think just storyline-wise and the fact that these two guys, they both... I think, I think they could both go, you know, at this point, the same amount, and it looks good enough. Is this your match of the night? The only other ones that are even close is the mixed tag and the tag team championship dumpster match. No, yeah, I think this this is probably my match of the night. Okay, I think it's the most entertaining. It has the best story. It's got best the best video package, in- video package the intros, even the yeah. comedy thing of Kane, where you're trying to set him up as a big monster, and he comes out and roughs up. I mean, literally this week, Undertaker. They're filming in Manchester. They had a British wrestler who was a heel make fun of Manchester a lot. Yeah. Undertaker, Undertaker came out and tombstoned him. Uh, that was not shown on broadcast. That was just for the audience, to pop the audience, to go, oh, isn't this funny? Like, Undertaker does it. Undertaker was this week on Jimmy Fallon, yeah. Tombstone and Guy in a Turkey right. This It's funny that they did the comedy bit to pop the crowd yeah. and actually showed it. And okay. honestly, you could have probably done it just to pop the crowd and then not shown it on your... Yeah. You know, like, show the video package to the, the stream. But yeah. it's it's a thing that happened in the Attitude Era. So, yeah, and I mean... Net they, positive. Definitely. You're in a match of the night... It's yeah. pretty close to me with match of the night between this and the mixed tag and the. I will the say the, next, the the headline match does have the most attitude or moment of the night. Well, but let's get no to let's to get it. to the next thing. So overall, Taker Kane totally worth watching. Definitely, totally worth watching. If you're a current WWE fan, you should probably watch this, considering Survivor Series is essentially Taker yeah. Undertaker. This will probably air sorry, Taker versus. Kane. This will probably air after Survivor Series, in the, which case, I think so. Undertaker and Kane in 2015 will be in a tag match against. So weird. Two up and So weird. Yeah. Before we get to our last match, there's a few things we need to talk yes, about. The first, we get another um, promo package. Love this one even more. This one is the Legends package. It's such a good it's idea. Classy Freddy Blase. It's Gorilla Monsoon. And they're talking about, we didn't have moonsaults. We didn't have pyro. Yeah. We were fucking wrestlers, guys. Yeah. And so it's kind of that thing where, and they, they kind of teased it in that first, the opening uh, promo, where it's like, tradition's dead, but tradition's really important. Yeah. Where they have to walk this line. They're it's like doing it so well. Yeah. I love it. Where they're like, you can have those guys you liked, but now we do it this way too. Such a high class. Even today, like, this would totally work. It looks great. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, watch it if you get a chance. Yeah. Followed by one of the worst video packages. Yeah, it's a music video montage, basically. Of, it's, uh, of Mike Tyson and DX. Um, yeah. Just DXing around. DXing around, a lot of crotch tops. A lot of Mike Tyson does a big thing. He did this era where he would reach around and do a, a, a crotch job. Okay, no, here's the thing Mike Tyson, obviously not all there. Yeah. I think he's more there now than in 98. Yeah, it's saying something. Exactly. He looks like a like a like a kid. Like oh, a he's child. having a he's having a hell of a he's time. He's having a blast. Yeah, just doing suckets to everybody. Yeah, but 
was okay. It's so funny. Was it supposed to be funny? I don't know. Okay, there yeah, you go. I think they got him because he was the, their their superlative is baddest man on the planet. Which is agreed. Yeah, no one's gonna. And he's in this match not as a special referee. He's an enforcer. Yeah, which it's is another thing. It's another thing, that, thing. Ex- that exists. So. The video package don't... Maybe you should watch because it it's interesting. And if you've ever seen that video, Wrestling is Not Wrestling, it's you'll see a lot of that note in this video package. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Moving on. Stone Cold intro. Hands down, oh. best intro yet. Because they follow They right? follow him. But this is the most important thing. The announcers know when to stop talking. Yeah. JR does not say a thing. That's yeah, amazing. He doesn't say it, yeah. They don't say anything once he's on screen. They don't say anything until he's nearly in the ring. They let the crowd noise and the arena noise dominate the thing. He's so fucking over. This is absurd. Like, I can't think of an artist now, that could, or a wrestler now, that could get this kind of pop. Yeah. Maybe like Michael Jackson in a legend ceremony a few years before he died. Yeah. That's the level. Maybe if Michael life. Jackson came back to life. It's amazing. Yeah. And it is great. It is just really like... When they try to do the sports stuff and be like, "This is real," this is how this do is it. this is how you do it. You show the guy in those last few seconds before going through that threshold, so and good. it works. It's, and it's like it could not be done better. During his intro, I'd like to point out my two favorite signs. Go for it. A Sable six nine sign is yeah. an awesome three sixteen, but Sable six nine and a Dink Rule sign. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so um, those are winners, right? Yeah. There. And then I, my next note is I really wish I didn't read the Chris Warren Wikipedia page. He's for the, the guy, DX he's band. The guy the DX band. I'm sorry, you did that. Um, yeah, they they kind of it, then, like the Austin thing's really great, but then they kind of undercut it by doing the same thing with Michaels. They show him walking. Like it really should have been one. You yeah. know, it should have well, been. Well, like, and then it's sexy boy. He's and then a he's a sexy, sexy boy. Yeah, he's not your boy toy. You know, he's and he's sexy. He's booed, man. He was he was such a heel at this point. Yeah. DX. It's funny because like DX 1.0 was kind of the breakthrough, but like I remember DX 2.0 much more. Oh, yeah. And the version with Michaels because yeah. it was very short lived. So we're getting the this is the, the Michaels Austin match for the title. Um, the thing to know here is that the Royal Rumble in January before this, uh, Shawn Michaels had a casket match with the Undertaker, where the loser has to go in the casket. It's kind of like a dumpster match. Mm-hmm. Um, Michaels was seriously injured. Yep, hurt his back real bad. He should not be on this bill. He should not be wrestling. And the fact that for all the stuff he had done in the years prior, where he vacated a couple titles. Uh, the fact that they don't do that here is kind of crazy because he should not be doing this. No, it's very dangerous. He has for like man to do vertebrae this. that are seriously damaged. He will, after this match, be out of wrestling in a functional capacity for like four years. It's crazy. So the fact that he's taking these any of these bumps is nuts. Such a bad idea. Yeah, um, I like this match. So it's the quality of wrestling from both these guys. It's not as good as we. It's definitely not Austin. No, and it's, that's the thing that I know. sucks. It's because not, we just saw a year prior. Well, or for a week for us, we saw Austin Hart. Amazing match. One of the best matches. We've seen ever. even even as disappointing as the Iron Man can be. Yes, Michael's so impressive. M- Michael's Hart is still a great match yes. any night of the week. But you're seeing a guy who's definitely not his full capacity, and he really needs to do a lot of the work here. Because he's the heel. He needs to take all these bumps. Yeah. He needs to sell for it's... Austin. And he can't. Um, they do sell his bare ass again. The yes. third time, I think. It's re- But like the most pr- the most dominant bare ass. Oh my god. Yet. He's bare ass and then like runs the ropes yeah. with his bare ass and doesn't pull up his pants. He's a professional. He doesn't pull up his pants until he's done his move. That means, before that though, there's an Austin clothesline to Michael that is just like awesome. Yeah. It's so badass. And it's like a so boring move. But like, And then my notes are just like Michael's ass. Yeah. Uh, so this is we see Michael's ass blah blah blah. Hottest crowd since Hogan. 
Definitely. Easily, for at least during the match, in addition to that. The cameramen are focusing just as much on Mike Tyson, though. Yeah. As the match itself. Because it's like, it's Chekhov's knucklehead. Like, yeah. you know, Michael's is going to, I mean, uh, Mike Tyson's going to play a role here. Um, Triple H and China had accompanied Michael's. They get, they get kind of involved, and then they get tossed. Pretty early. Yeah, pretty early. So it's really, and it's kind of like... Uh, the latter match where Diesel got tossed pretty early, where you think he's going to play a bigger role, yeah. you got, but they keep it with the the main. And people. very soon after that, then Michaels has a wink and a nod to WrestleMania 13 and it hits Austin with the bell. Yes. So that, yeah. which you knew was coming. So they keep kind of going back to that. Then they they get out of the ring and, and kind of brawl a bit. Um, Michaels uses the symbol and they toss him in a dumpster. They do a lot of that. The symbol of the band. Like yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he uses he uses symbolism. Uh, no, he uses the, the DX band's gear because yeah. fuck them. Sooner or later, whatever, this is really boring. They go back into the ring. Yes. And then Stone Cold's down and he's getting punched by Michaels. Right. Which is a bad idea because Stone Cold's bald and doesn't have any hair really. So fake punches on a bald man look like shit. Yeah, and this is why a lot of guys have long hair. It's yeah. You can call moves, you can you And can that's the take mo- hits. moment I was like, I realized like this cannot deliver. A, like you no. can't match this hype. Yeah, and, and he, now that we know Michaels is hurt, like of course he can't yeah, and he side. works. He does his turnbuckle flip thing and lands real bad. It like doesn't. You're like, Ugh, should not be doing that. He yeah. does the working Austin's knee, which once again you can't outdo hard doing like a figure four off a turnbuckle. Like yeah. it doesn't. Whatever you're gonna do is knee. So, you know, uh, Austin gets thrown out basically at one point, and Tyson gives him a suck it, and then throws him by the tights into the ring. We get a little uh, little Austin ass. Um, they beat each other, you know, I have beat each other all the way to nothing. Because yep. <laughs> they beat each other for 20 minutes. Um, they do a they have the little spot where they counter each other's finishers, and Austin gets the stunner. Yeah. Which is great. And, uh, and then it ends. No, but the ref had gotten hit in the corner. That's right, that's so right. So Tyson, the enforcer, that's which right. is a nebulous so. role that doesn't mean anything, comes in, gives the quickest count. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. because This Austin, wasn't a, like... Yeah, this isn't a sanctioned by the gaming yeah. commission. No one gives a shit. Um, and so... So this is your, you know, your finish. So Stone Cold is now the champion. Um, he tosses Tyson the three sixteen shirt, and Tyson's wearing a DX shirt. He was there enforcing. He was their guy. Yeah. So Michaels is selling. Come on, dude. What happened? What was that? He's getting in his face. He's like, you were our enforcer, and now I just lost. And he pu- pushes chest. Something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, he pushes him. Pushes him, and then uh, and then Mike uh, Tyson knocks him out. Yep. Yeah. Which I couldn't tell if it was. I try to look up if that was because like. He probably knows how to pull a punch, but it's yeah. Mike Tyson. Do, I'm a, you, do yeah. you trust that? So, uh, and he's instantly floored. Yeah. So, and that's the end. And he sells it. And then the crowd is very happy with everything that just happened. The end. There's a closing montage. and There's, uh, a, there's a sign. My other favorite sign is uh, Stone Cold is Cartman's father. I that didn't know that. Is that yeah. kayfabe? That's not kayfabe. That's real. <laughs> that's real. That's our second Cartman slash Stone Cold sign of the night. Yeah, it was a big, it was a big year for Cartman. Uh, yeah, but that's the end of Michaels for a while. So now we've, we're in the Attitude Era, which that's the defining thing of one of the defining things. And it ends. It ends with the classic line: "The Austin Era has begun." And it had. So that's it. That's uh, WrestleMania. Uh, somewhat disappointing, just based on the pop and circumstance. Yeah, it should be much better when you look at this card. Uh, but it's it's not a great it's one. It's not. It's really no. disappointing. Uh, I mean, like, I there's a lot to learn from it, but it wasn't that bad either. 
Yeah, even the still weak feels, spots are like pretty that, good. Yeah, but it just it doesn't it still doesn't feel totally like even all these guys, even with Stone Cold, it just it feels like a step back. Even though it, it's very it's quintessentially Attitude Era. Yeah. All right. The end, like such a lackluster end for this show yeah. as well as that show. 